Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's right. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan fiend. I'm Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Appreciate Larry D. Flores for helping us out on the ones and twos. And thank you for rocking with us on this Friday, Victory Friday evening in the Metroplex. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com. Text line 877 877- 881-1053. You can also catch us on YouTube 105.3 and on twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. Uh, coming up next, we'll get you some bold predictions for the week in NFL football. And uh, a little bit later, we'll we'll have some fun with a, kind of a, a fun question about maybe a, a dumb purchase that you might have made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, like I said, victory Monday because your Dallas Cowboys defeated the Seattle Seahawks 41-35 to on Thursday night football. Um, and look, there was a lot of good in it, but there was also a lot of ugly. And I'll say ugly to, you know, hesitate from just saying flat out bad. But with that being the case, you know, look, you get a win. And some people are like, I'm not trying to hear none of that negativity. Right? I'm not trying to hear none of that. Well, here, we're willing to create space. Every win has its things that maybe could be – done a little bit better or a lot better in some of the instances. And so what do you have to nitpick in this Victory Friday nitpick? Blake, I'll give you first first dibs. Well, I could just say the whole defense to be to be broad, but Brother. to be more specific, and I think it was a little bit hard if you just were watching him live. When I was really watching the film back, I know the mm. easy pick is Deron Bland. And I know he was getting cooked, but if you watch, and he brother was, was he was getting toasted. And I and I agree to an extent. He was in the right place a lot of the times, hosting outside leverage and hoping his inside guy would help. To me, my nitpick is Donovan Wilson. He was out of position numerous times during this game, not in his right assignment on the DK catch where he took it to the house. Bland, I'm not saying he played perfect coverage, but he played pretty good coverage. He's outside, shade him inside. He's got safety help in the middle. And Donovan Wilson's caught in the hole with no one there. No Bites. one's even no one's even running a route in the middle. And he just looked him all the way off. He's just looking at La La Land. And you know it's bad when a catch is made and the safety is in front of the corner and the receiver. He's mm-hmm. closer to the quarterback. And I'm watching Donovan Wilson more intensely throughout the rest of the film. And I'm just seeing him in run fits. The Zach Charbonnet run touchdown on the goal line. He picks the wrong hole, which is going to happen sometimes, but it just added up for me. And then kind of on top of that, we talked about it before during the week, Jordan Lewis being matched up on Jackson Smith and Smith was cooking him. Whoever was in that slot was having their way, especially on third and fourth down, not fourth down, on third down with those out routes. Like they were just doing zero blitz, having cover one, one guy up top and they were running an out route time and time again, whoever was in a slot and he was getting open every time, whether that was Jordan Lewis or whoever guarding him in a slot. So 
the whole defense as a whole, but Donovan secondary, Wilson, baby. secondary was Second, just not their best day. Because you mentioned Donovan Wilson. I'll bring in the other safeties. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been something that I've kind of been a little concerned about through the course of the season. Last year and maybe the year before, your safeties were incredible. Incred- all three of them. All three of them, right? For various reasons. Malik Hooker, you know, being back there, being a little bit of a ball hawk and being, you know, that that free safety that he plays, right? J. Ron Curse being your big nickel at sometimes, coming up and being locked down on, on tight ends. Yep. Donovan Wilson, who oftentimes looks like he likes being a human missile, right? He just throws himself into run fits, into those types of things. And sometimes, you know, it can get a little sloppy in the, in the you know, protection, pass protection, whatever. But for him, I like the physicality that he brings. All those guys, you've seen some slippage this year. Yes. And this was, this felt like kind of, and obviously it's the last game, so maybe this is why, but it felt like a really illustrative of all those things that have been kind of problematic for all those dudes. Every one of those you could pick out, of, every one of those dudes, and I don't want to be too... Uh, stringent on it because look man when you're playing defense you can always pick out a player two where it's like yo it didn't go exactly well but all those dudes I think this game showed you a an instance where you were like yo that's been the issue and I'm a little scared because that's not the best passing attack we're gonna play I'll give credit Gino and DK were Brother. on a they were on a rope especially in the first half I don't know why they didn't keep going to them but they, and there was a couple times DK had late hands and just Gino was putting it in the bucket. You can't play better coverage than Bland did on the sideline in the first half. Yeah, it was just a great throw and catch. But this is not a good trend you want to see going into the harder part of your schedule of our secondary getting cooked when our run defense already isn't great. And obviously, the, the if you watch the games, our best is when it's third and long and our D-line can pin their ears back and the quarterback maybe throws a pass where he's not looking across the whole field. We get our picks. We get our sacks, our fumbles. But when it's first and 10, second and two, third and one, when we're running that zero blitz, teams have been kind of dice up. Washington did it last week, and now we saw Seattle with the more prolific offense dice us up. And real good wide receivers with speed. Like, that was speed. the thing is, I, I look, I understand. I saw Deron Bland match up with DK Metcalf a few times, and I was like, okay, if he gets him, it's going to be like, that's a big, strong dude in the physicality. Yeah. He was just burning them. And he I was, was like, oh, them. okay. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba hit him with that saying. I was like, oh, I did not anticipate it being the speed aspect mm-hmm. of it. I thought it would be the physicality. Um, but, yeah, we'll continue on this Victory Monday nitpick um, because from the 817, this is something that I felt very strongly, and I understand. We can talk about uh, your man, Clee Blakeman, and mm-hmm. the rest of his crew and the ways in which they they had a hair trigger on this, uh, this yellow flag. It. They were throwing that thing up there. Someone said he's going to get Tommy John from how much he's using. <laughs> I saw someone it on the truckwreck.com text line say that they were trying to throw a ticker tape parade for the Rangers. Yep. They're like, let's put this in the air, right? Come on, man. And wave it like we just don't care, right? But ultimately, from the 817, I think this is fair. We learned that the Cowboys will be who beats the Cowboys. Same lack of discipline against the Eagles and the Niners equals a short postseason. But look, I mean, outside of looking ahead, this game, you saw some of the shooting yourself in the foot mm-hmm. again, right? You saw Dante Fowler jump and in, jump into the neutral zone. You saw, uh, you saw. Why do we get so many offsides penalties? Those, I do not understand. We, I think we've got to be the most penalized offsides, like before the ball's even snapped. It's just like offsides. I'm like, we're just so aggressive. Yeah, and I, look, aggression is good, but it's it's to a point where it's kind of frustrating because like you guys are vets and like I would hope that you would have some level of handle on this and also like not let it get out of control. And it feels like there's a lot of games where it gets out of control. 
And so I'm, I'm like, look, I understand that there needs to be, there's going to be some level. Of, no, nobody's going to be perfect, right? I think ultimately is what I'm trying to say. But this is far from that nobody's perfect. It feels like there's instances, I mean, heck, you even had an instance where Dak gets up and he's jawing after, after play. It. And it was fun. But then you don't get a play in and get a run in, or you know, get the play ran on the <laughs> next was, play. That was funny because the play doesn't get in. You don't get up and you don't execute, and it's a delay of game. Well, you lost yourself five yards. I get, I get, you picked up some yardage, and that was incredible. But now you set yourself back again, and thankfully you go and you, you know, hit uh, Jake Ferguson in the end zone, and it ends up not necessarily hurting you in that instance. But it feels like there's been a lot of instances this year where you have seen, you know, not being on your p's and q's, shooting yourself in the foot hurts you. And look, you can't afford to do that. You're already like so good in all these other aspects. Don't be, don't play to your detriment because this, you know, football and sports on a professional level, the margins are already thin. No need to make them thinner. Mm-hmm. And to add another nitpick, I saw Terrence Steele not have his best game. I'm not saying he played absolutely terrible. There was a couple times watching where he just got beat off his man and Dak was under more duress than he needed to be. And we saw his Houdini play get out of it. The one you talked about earlier where he got it to Tolbert. I mean, Terrence Hill just got beat right off the ball right there. So I just think that this O-line, the Seahawks have a decent D-line, but this is, like I said, I'm basing it all on who they're going to be facing. They're going to be facing the Niners and the Eagles, who have vaunted D-lines. Very good. I would say the three best D-lines are all in the NFC, and it's the Cowboys, the Eagles, and Niners. And when you got to go against that, when the Seahawks are getting pressure like they were, especially early, not the greatest sign. So Terrence still definitely has got to get back on his high horse and just be – I notice when he gets beat, it's usually quick, Micah Parsons-esque, how he gets beat. Like, it's one or two steps, speed gets them, and it's just like, oh, and he's in the backfield, and Dak has to take unnecessary hits or be rushed. Because when Dak is chilling back there, it is money. Uh, Someone said Richard Sherman as an analyst is my nitpick. I... Funny enough, I find myself like during broadcasts, like I hear stuff, but like I don't internalize a lot of the stuff that's like being said. But regardless of that, um, can we talk about coaching decisions? Mm-hmm. Because I gave Mike McCarthy his due credit for the way that this offense has one, you know, changed up in the middle of the season. They did the self scouting and they really implemented some of those things. The thing about Mike McCarthy is not just okay. Well, the offense might be still the coaching decisions come into question a lot. And you look. Uh, our friend Vach Lombardi says, and he's right in this regard, every head coach has some has some like coaching decisions or yep. game management issues to some extent. These were ones where you almost did put your you put your team in a bad situation and you had to have great play bail bail out coaching and you want the coaching to help great play, right? Like you want that to be a net positive. And it felt like in a way you had some negatives in there. One of those you could talk about is not going for two when those instances where you were down by, you know, down by two. Score or sorry, you score a touchdown. You're down by two. You can even it up with two point conversion, right? You kick the extra point. Or sorry, no, I think that was the field goal mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you kick the extra point, and it's like you got an opportunity to tie that up. All right, cool. Maybe you had a reason there. What I do not understand: you have a three point lead. You have an opportunity to burn down, run this clock down as far as it possibly can go. You run on first down. You run on second down. And you're in a position where you can absolutely run on second down or run on third down and maybe even go for it if you really are feeling froggy in that way. I do not understand. With under two minutes, you throwing a fade to C.D. Lamb out in of, the end zone. And, and out of bounds, too. They like, don't have a timeout. They yeah. wouldn't be able to stop the clock, right? I do not understand that particular play call because what that does is now puts you in a situation where you kick the field goal and now you're up by six. They were going to have to go for a touchdown regardless. And right? I think everyone was feeling queasy when that happened because the defense has been suspect the whole game. And you just gave Geno a, a minute and some, some change to go win the game. You just right. gave it to him. It wasn't like, yo, this is 30 seconds to get down the field. Yeah. 
this was a, like this is a minute forty or something like that. There's enough time to go down the field, particularly with the way that not just this this team in the Seahawks was they weren't just getting yards, they were getting chunk plays. Like they yep. were taking shots against your defense, mm-hmm. and so understanding the way that the game had flowed, and maybe you say, all right, the defense had started coming back around, and they had made a stop on the previous drive. All right, maybe right they had an interception and they had uh, a stop on that previous drive. All right, maybe you say that, but over the course of the entirety of the game. That was a team that had been attacking you down the field. And I didn't like that. You got away with it because, look, Michael Parsons, your pass rush came up big. And maybe it's just like, yo, you trusted his guys and you lean on that. But I feel like, again, this is another instance where it feels like you did not have to make the margins as thin as they did at the at the end there. I think you could have done you could have done this and made it easier on your team as opposed to making it a little bit harder. 100% agree. I think they just got a little too cute. I mean, even if you want to throw the CD, he's your guy. I don't understand why you don't just throw a glance route or a screen. So even if he doesn't get the first down, the clock keeps moving. It works like a run play. And it was, what, third and three? They could have ran it and then, like you said, gone for it on fourth. And they've been, they've been decent. Like, obviously, again, this wasn't a running – this wasn't a game where they were running with incredible uh, yeah. effect. But as a team, you ran for 4.3 a game – or a carry. And, look, I understand CD has an outsized amount of, you know, uh, impact there with his two carries for 30 yards – but even even Tony Pollard himself ran for three three and a half a run. Like you could line that up and pick up that first down, especially with the way that you guys were leaning on them. I'm either throwing a glance route to CD or I'm putting Rico Dottle and running between the tackles. Personally, right there, third and three, time running because they got no timeouts. The clock is gonna run. So worst case scenario, the clock runs down and you kick a field goal, and that's the worst case scenario. But we threw it in the back of the end zone where it's either gonna be a touchdown or the clock stops. Trying to go for like the kill shot which I didn't really understand against the Seahawks team, who I think overall outplayed us, outgained us, and we got we played situational football better. But it was a game where you shouldn't have gave Geno, who was very red hot, a chance to win the game. But obviously, it paid dividends. We still won the game. But you know, nitpicking as it is, it, it was closer than it needed to be. Victory Monday nitpick that's a little bit more, or victory Friday. Goodness, I forgot what day it is. For victory Friday nitpick, and this goes a little bit further than just this victory Friday. This is what we're seeing over time. You know, earlier I mentioned I think that you have a triumvirate of dudes that you trust in the passing game when you talk about clearly seeding Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson. Mm-hmm. It Michael Gallup might could be Cook product, man. Like yeah. it just it, it, he does not look effective. He confidence. Confidence, the separation isn't there. And then even if you say, okay, maybe he's not as much of a separation receiver, like you think of him as a dude that should be able to use his body and, you know, kind of get get between himself, his defender and the ball, and he doesn't do that well. Like, he got one target in this game, and the one target, I was like, yeah, you could have used that better. And, and so, look, I don't, I don't want to, like, you know, bury a guy per se, but Michael Gallup has not looked effective in this offense for a very long time. I mean, time. the one time he did was, what, Carolina, when we were already up, and we kind of just threw him a shot play. Like, he just hasn't been an integral part of the offense, and I think those touches, we'd rather go to the, a Cavante Turpin or a Rico Dotto or a Hendershot. Like, it's our schoonmaker, my apologies. It even feels like Jalen Tolbert has been more yep. effective when you've given him opportunities. Got the big P.I. call when he ran out of the field. I know he obviously didn't catch the ball, but that was a 50, 60-yard gain that the Cowboys got with him running a great route and beating his the corner up the, scene, or up the sideline. So, yeah, I think it's at a point where the Cowboys don't really need Gallup, and I think he senses that as well. He's kind of lost himself within the offense, so... Hopefully he can do some blocking things and make his catches, you know, important and impactful, but it's not looking good as far as his productivity within the offense. Did you have any more nitpicks on this uh, victory Friday nitpick where your Cowboys won 41 to 35 versus Seahawks? Nope. Just the defense was terrible. 
Man, about it. yeah, and oof, we'll talk more. We'll talk more about it. Obviously, uh, your Dallas Cowboys got the win, forty-one and thirty-five at nine o'clock. I'm gonna go ahead and tease this ahead. Just think about it. Did this game do anything for the only beats bad teams allegations? That we'll talk about that at nine. But coming up next, what are your bold predictions for this week in NFL football? We'll get yours. We'll talk about CBS Sports and NFL Networks next on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Get Right right here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3. The fan, Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Thanks for rocking with us on this Friday evening. In the Metroplex, uh, currently around the world of sports, your Dallas Mavericks at the AAC have narrowed it a little bit as they start the fourth quarter. It is 70, sorry, 81-72 in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies currently. Uh, Kyrie Irving is still uh, still having a tough go of it. Two of 12 from the floor for eight points. Your, your leader uh, for your Mavs is Grant Williams with 14. Seth Curry's, or, yeah, Seth Curry's put in 12 which has been there nice. We go. But Desmond Bain is by far the leader in this one thus far. 24 points. He's been getting downhill, getting to the rack a good amount. We'll talk more about this one uh, as it comes clo- closer to a close. Uh, and at uh, in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, uh, the Pac-12 championship is going on as championship weekend has begun. The Washington Huskies with a commanding 17-3 lead in the second quarter. Uh, you know, we both of us, uh, Blake, had the idea that the Oregon Ducks have looked really good since mm-hmm. that meet, that first meeting between Washington and Oregon, and we thought, look, man, this is a team that's going to be tough. The Washington Huskies doing the offense thing that we know them uh, to be good at doing. Michael Penix Jr. is already thrown for 137 yards in a quarter and a half thus far. And so we'll keep you up to date on what's happening there as well. But right now, uh, we head into week 13 of NFL football. Obviously, week 13 has started because your Cowboys had Thursday night football yesterday. They got a win. But what's what bold predictions do you have for the remainder of week 13? Uh, send them in on the YouTube, on YouTube 105.3 The Fan is where you can find us. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. You can get us there. And also text in 877-881-1053. Now, Blake, I'll, I'll let you, if you have any bold, bold uh, predictions for this week, you can go ahead and give them. But if not... We can turn to what some of what CBS Sports and NFL Network is looking forward to in Week 13 in their bowl prediction. So I got a couple. Okay. The reasoning behind them is just my gut. I'm not going to sit here and act mm, like there's a bunch of facts. Just a strong gut feeling. There's, I'm not going to act like there's a bunch of facts to produce it, but I'm looking at this lines and I'm just like, you know what? 
They're going to win. I got the Saints beating the Lions, bouncing back after a tough loss in Atlanta. Good. They know they got to win that NFC South. Lions probably looking a little bit ahead, thinking not much of the Saints. I really do not like this Lions defense. Saints are at home. I got them winning. And then also the Chiefs-Packers game. And, yeah, the Chiefs-Packers game and the Dolphins-Commanders game. I think most people will take the Chiefs and Dolphins. You going the other way on both of those? I'm taking both of the teams. I'm taking the Chiefs and Dolphins. But I think this game will be a lot more competitive than people think. I think they're both shootouts. Okay. I think Patrick Mahomes gets it done. I think Tua gets it done. But I don't think this is a blowout in anything. Okay, interesting. So both of those games come up in these bold predictions that are, you know, from these various publications. And let's start with CBS Sports here. Um, And the game that we're talking about is Packers, Chiefs. They say, don't look now, but the Packers are starting to see signs that they may have hit on a third franchise quarterback in a row. How are, how are you feeling about that? Because Jordan Love, obviously, he started the season and it didn't look, it wasn't looking very good. It looked like he was not really finding his way, which is really disappointing for a guy that's been in your system for a few years, even though he wasn't getting snaps on the field. Uh, in November, if you care about win-loss record as a quarterback, which I don't, uh, he's been 3-1, and one, but more importantly, 65% completion percentage, 8 yards per attempt, Eight touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 103.1 passer rating, which is good for fifth best in the NFL in the month. He's definitely cleaned it up. And the thing that I've noticed watching him, he spreads the ball around. I mean, Wicks gets catches. Um, I can't even think of any of the other receivers right well, now. Well, uh, Christian Watson hasn't Watson, been particularly great, but Romeo Dobbs has Dobbs, gotten a lot of catches. Like, he spreads the ball around, and this has been without Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been in and out of the lineup more than almost anybody in the league. So doing this without a consistent run game has been really impressive for me, which is why I'm kind of leaning towards the Packers getting in a shootout with the Chiefs. I've been impressed with Love. I'm not as ready to go with CBS saying that he's the franchise and he's going to be able to resurrect Green Bay, but I am liking what I'm seeing, and he's turning up at the right point of the year. Yeah, they're going as far as to say they believe that the he will take them into a situation where they will win against the Kansas City Chiefs. Bold. Not bold enough. I mean, that's definitely bold. I think it'll be a close game. I could see like a 37, 31, 37, 34 type game. But I do not see how Patrick Mahomes down the stretch says, I'm going to lose to Jordan Love. It's just sometimes it's just literally who is the better coach and quarterback and they find a way to win. We saw that with Dallas and Seattle. Other team might play better, but the better quarterback head coach duo usually pulls out. All right, uh, we continue on our bold predictions for Week 13. Uh, Matthew Reed on the YouTube says, hot take. Eagles blow out the 49ers. That would definitely be hot. And then, of course, they're going to, they're they heading into the game versus the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, that's. You don't, you don't see a blowout in, in order here, do you? I, the Eagles-Niners game is going to be one of, if not the best football game we've seen in the regular season. There's no way it's a blowout. I really don't no see. No way. I don't see either team blowout. I just feel like they both match up really well. They're both very physical teams. I don't see this being a blowout. I think this is. I don't know what the spread is right now. I know the the Niners are favored, but I do not see this game being a blowout. Well, my computer decided to lock up on me, so I can I'm, pull not, the I'm not sure if I can get you that spread here. Uh, but yes, uh, the sorry, I'm already moving on. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> I got it for you. Uh, how about this game that Swaggy Booties on the Twitch chat says is interesting? Texans Broncos. Uh, it's going to be a good one. A couple of teams that, you know, were expect. well, one team was expected to be better, hadn't been as good, and now has kind of found a little bit of their way in the Broncos. And the Texans were not, did not have very much expectation. And they're kind of surprising a lot of folks and will stay there. 
CBS Sports says Texans rookies C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell, quarterback and wide receiver, erupt versus an improved Broncos defense and, and Denver's five-game winning streak. So, obviously, you see the way that Denver is kind of, it seems like that offense has been, and all season really, that offense has been fine as opposed to where it, it looked bad. Um, and it's been like check down central. It's been Russell Wilson just taking what he could get. And the offense has been sustainable. The defense has picked up uh, uh, significantly in the last five games where their completion percentage in the first six games was 76% against them. They took it down to 59%. Um, yards per attempt goes down uh, about three yards uh, per attempt against them. And really the big thing for me is that they go from 14 touchdowns, four interceptions the first six games to five touchdowns six interceptions against this defense. Blake, you see the uh, Texans going and blowing out or actually just having a big day for with uh, C.J. Stroud to tank Dell and winning against Denver? 100%. I've been on the Houston-C.J. Stroud bandwagon for a while now. I do think they get the W. Interesting stat, though, with, the, with those Denver Broncos. Obviously, they allowed the 70 points versus Miami Dolphins. Yep. Historic bad game. Since that, the last five games, they've allowed 80 points total over mm-hmm. all those games. So they definitely have cleaned up the defensive side of the ball. C.J. Stroud had a game where I thought he played awesome last week against the Jags. They weren't able to come away with the win due to some phantom P.I. calls. I think he's a little angry. I think he's bouncing back. And I think I think they do blow out the Broncos. I think this is like a 31 to like... 13 game. I think they handle them, honestly. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think with Denver... It's a little bit of a little bit of a smoke Bulls and gold. mirrors show yeah. thus far. Like obvi- the offense, I do think is better. I don't think that it's yeah. it's going to be incredible. Like old Russell Wilson, like the really good uh, can make a team better. Russell Wilson, I don't think it still exists, but he could be serviceable. He could operate within what the offense is. The defense, as the, the improvement on that defense, I think is foe. I think that that defense really, it's just been they've gotten turnovers. Which turnovers? Look, if you can create them, they're good. They just typically, usually, if you're not the Dallas Cowboys, don't consistently happen uh, continually. Or and result so, to points. And so I, I don't know that that's going to be able to be sustainable for that team. I um, found the point spread. Minus two and a half for the Niners. And so you think that that sticks. I mean, the way that Vegas believes, it'll kind of remain kind of close there. Yeah, I think it's like a three-point game. So I think the Niners win by three. Not to get too off topic, but Niners went by three. It's in Philly, right? Yeah, it's in Philly, and they're still it is, favored. It is in Philly. That's... That shows you, you know, they're favored for a reason. I'm not a huge fan of this Philly team. Not a huge fan. I don't think anybody is. I don't think anybody on the sound of my voice is a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. How about this from NFL.com where Matt Okada gives us this bold prediction for week 13 in the National Football League. He says, what happens when you send an unstoppable force rocketing through roughly 100,000 miles or 1,000 miles north into a highly movable object? So that's Dolphins. Washington with, you know, the the Dolphins offense, you know, having Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Waddle, Raheem Moster, and now we know uh, Devon Achan coming back against a commander's defense that is allowing literally the most points per game in the NFL, and it's not even close, right? Squarely bottom five in yards allowed as well. He says the Dolphins give you 40 of them things against yep. the commando. Yeah, I think, I think 40 is an understatement. I, oh, they, you want to you want to punch this up? If they, if they score anything less than like 38, I would be surprised against okay. this commander's defense. I think this is like a 55 to Ooh. like 42 game. Like, oh, you think good. this goes up and down? Yeah, I, I I do. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of that Dolphins defense. Jalen Ramsey's obviously a great playmaker. He's been great since he's been back. But I, they throw the ball so much. I mean, they put up points against us, 
And I think we got a better defense than the Dolphins. So I will be interested to see what Bienemy and Howell can do against this Dolphins defense. Okay, how about this for a uh, a bold prediction in the National Football League? You familiar with a certain Bijan Robinson? Mm-hmm. Well, this prediction goes that Falcons rookie Bijan Robinson will go for a hundred plus scrimmage yards and a touchdown for the third straight week, right? So obviously Arthur Brown seemed to forget about him for a little bit, but you know, over the last two weeks he's kind of gotten it back together. Robinson's touches have gone up per game uh into the twenties, and you know, that's where it probably should be. So in the last couple of games, he goes from about fourteen, uh fourteen and a half touches per game to twenty-one touches per game. And so against uh in week thirteen against the the Jets, hundred plus yards from scrimmage. You you with it? Yes, just because he's going to get the opportunities. The Jets have a really good defense. They're going to keep him in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets somehow their defense wins them this game because the Falcons' offense is abysmal. But I will say, in the red zone, they've been giving Bijan more touches. And every time I look up when they give Bijan a touch in the red zone, he scores. He's just he has a knack for the end zone. He's got a nose end zone. He finds a way. No matter what the play call is, there can be four guys in the backfield. He finds a way to get in there. So. It I makes it kind of amazing that they just hadn't been giving the football because, like, with a running back, this is what you do it for. That was a grown man who looked like he was ready to play right now. You give him all the touches right now while you still have him on the rookie deal and use that up, right? Like, in theory, if you want to be kind of callous with it even. And it's kind of amazing that they were kind of deciding to not go to him. I think it'll be interesting because both teams have bad quarterbacks but really good defenses. Falcons defense hmm. is underrated. Jesse Bates, one of the best safeties in the league. Really good free agent pickup for them. You got him, and then the honestly, the entire Jets defense is very good and solid. So this will be a defensive battle, like a 17-14 type game, and a pick six might be the decider in that one. Okay, how about this when we talk about uh, bold predictions in this? Um, one of my favorites when we talk about bold predictions is Maurice Jones-Drew because he takes the, the term bold very uh, literally. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville said, legend. He said this week, uh, the weekly file feels like the perfect space to swing for the fences, which he does, despite missing the first three games of the season due to suspension. Alvin Kamara leads all running backs with 54 receptions of the season. So what he's saying is on Sunday, they say he's going to get 20 catches versus the Lions, tying <laughs> tying Hall of Famer Terrell Owens for second most receptions in a game in NFL history. We're just saying anything now. Hey, <laughs> 20 receptions. I don't want to say like 20 like or 200 scrimmage yards. It's like, okay, he might go off. Lions defense is bad. 20 receptions is crazy. Well, this is the thing where I might, this might have a little bit more life than it originally uh, pulls up um, when you think about it. One thing about Derek Carr is that he's always had the arm strength and the capability. And you go, on paper, that's a really good quarterback. The thing that constantly comes out when he gets into games is that that dude has a risk aversion that I just don't understand for a dude that has his talent. It seems like he kind of gets scared. And of late, he's been kind of playing a little scared. And if you're playing scared, what you do? Dump it off. I could see it to where, and obviously, you were right, right? The Lions defense does not inspire any level of fear or confidence uh, for me just like it doesn't for you. However, like I don't know if maybe he just gets into that place where he's like, you know who's you know who I like throwing the football to? You know who I could depend on? You know who makes me feel comfortable? Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's that guy. I remember one time I had him in fantasy and he had like 60 points. I think it was that Christmas game. He had like six, five, five or six touchdowns. So, I mean, he's competent. He could do it. I just don't. I That's just a super high number. I think even over 10 is kind of a high number. So, well, if he gets too bold, in, too bold for Blake. Little too bold. <laughs> I, I will say absolutely no reasoning behind this. Just gut feeling. 
I think the Panthers somehow beat the Buccaneers. I don't know why. I feel like Bryce Young is tired of losing. David Tepper's made his comments. They're real inspired in there somehow, yep. and they just go out and beat Baker Mayfield. No reasoning behind it, just gut. CBS Sports agrees with you. Let's go! <laughs> CBS Sports thinks that uh, Bryce Young gets a favorable matchup against the Bucks. The Bucks have ranked uh, since week six. Bottom three in the league in completion percentage. Yeah. Uh, allowed and passing yards per attempt allowed, and so and also touchdown inter- inter- interception ratio. Um, and so with that being the case, the idea is like Tampa has lost six of its last seven. Yep. Maybe just maybe you get uh, the uh, court, uh, head coach fire boost right, and then you get Adam Thielen going early, and maybe just maybe against a bad defense, the Buccaneers. Uh, will go down to the Panthers and they'll get their second win of the season. The head coach fire boost is real. Have we seen one team fire someone midseason and not have like the best week of their life for the next week? Raiders, Steelers, hopefully we see it with the Panthers. I'm rooting for them. I really am. It's just such a weird thing of getting a new voice in that locker room where guys kind of lock in. It usually doesn't work long term, but that interim head coach usually just inspires the team to go out and go play like some dogs the next week. So there you go. Those are some of the bold predictions for week 13 in the National Football League here in the Get Right. Uh, right now around sports, the Washington Huskies doing what they're supposed to do. 20-3 to is the score at the Pac-12 championship game right now. Uh, under two minutes to go till halftime. Oregon needs to find some life if they want any chance of making it into the, uh, the college football playoff. Um, and your Mavericks having having a real bad time. Obviously, oh no Luca, no Tim Hardaway Jr., no Dante. Exum. No excuses though. Um, yeah, you would think because the Grizzlies have not been good, and they uh, they are looking some level of good. It's one hundred two eighty five in favor of the Grizzlies at the AAC right now. There's only about four minutes left, and it looks like this is going to end up being an L for your Mavericks. That's really unfortunate. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. But right now, I kind of want to ask this question based on. A Cowboys-related topic. What's the dumbest purchase that you don't regret a single bit? Text in 877-881-1053. We'll discuss it next on The Fan. What's the dumbest purchase that you don't regret a single bit? It's a get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula is sitting alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Appreciate Larry D. Flores on the ones and twos for us on this Friday evening in the Metroplex. And thank you for rocking with us right here. Um, coming up in about 15 minutes, I'll, we'll answer this question or we'll discuss at least whether this game, this win against the Seahawks, did anything for the only beats bad teams allegations that have been levied against your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, right now around uh, sports, in the Pac-12 championship game in uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, it's a 20-10 to 10 lead in favor of Washington at the half. Oregon with a touchdown late, showing that they have some signs of life in this one, and we'll keep you up to date on what's happening there. And it looks like uh, this one is about to go final at the AAC. Your Mavs are looking like they will take a loss to the Memphis Grizzlies uh, in this one. It is, oh, look, I'm not getting the, not getting the refresh score, but it's, it's ugly. It's a uh, you don't want to know it. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll I'll save that one. I'll save you from that one for one more moment um, here. And I guess it's one hundred eight to ninety with two minutes to go. In this, yeah, eighteen point deficit. Not really what you want. But uh, you know what? Sometimes what you do want is a purchase that is really dumb. To be completely honest. However, what's nice is that when you make a purchase that you know is dumb, and ultimately you find out actually didn't hurt me one bit. I'm good with it. Would do that again, 10 out of 10. Uh, yesterday at the Thursday night football game at AT&T Stadium, 
uh, a Cowboys fan on Reddit, a uh, user H Garcia Texas, uh, said, "This thing is dumb, but I had to get it. This thing being, it's a souvenir cup, mm-hmm. and it's not just a souvenir cup because I mean, those are at every sports event. This one." Has a little plastic Dallas Cowboys hat on top of it. Oh yeah, it. I've seen those. Those are dope. Yeah, so the cover to the cover to the cup is just like this little plastic cap, Cowboys cap, and it's like memorabilia. Yeah, what what does this do for you? Nothing. It's kind of dumb. Does he regret it? Not a single bit. Not and you a know what? Bit. That got me thinking. Like, look, we've all we've all been in that time where it's like, look, man, I I use this money. I'll buy what I whatever I damn well please. And you just realize, you know what? Not even regretting it. This is great. I'm so happy. So I kind of wanted to know what is that thing for you? What is that thing that you this dumb thing that you bought that you're just like didn't regret it one bit? Blake, do you got one that comes to mind? Do I got one? Uh, I got a plenty. I no, can just, please. I, I can just go through my Amazon checklist and just I just, just did that and myself. Just rattle them off. Pretty much everything I've ordered from Amazon. It's like I don't need it. But man, am I glad I got it in the end. <laughs> and the first thing that came to my head, and it's going to need a l- small context. The, the, the Long story short, I was broke and I didn't have much money in my account. We'll say, I don't know. Not a lot. I don't want to get into specifics. Uh, uh, enough, enough to where they send that alert to your yeah, phone when it happens. Enough where the alert was where coming through. Enough when you 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 buy something, you're like, hey, brother, did you mean to do that? Yeah. So <laughs> this was about a year ago. Didn't have a lot of money in the account. Was a little sad, not having the best time of my life. And I was like, what's going to make me feel good? Well, I'm in the house a lot. So let's get some slippers. I see all everyone that all my friends have cool slippers. I'm going to get some. And instead of just having the regular slippers, I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. So I ordered, I scoured Amazon for about an hour. Scoured? Yeah. Is that the right word? Like no, no, you're through? right. I'm just I'm just amazed because yeah. like they, that's what the search for, f- function is for, right? Well, I just typed in like cool slippers. Oh, I, okay, gotcha. I didn't know which ones oh, I okay. wanted. Okay, so you yet. didn't go in like yeah. I want Rick and Morty. Yeah. You were just like I just want to see some cool. Okay, I want to see some cool slippers. I was like, you don't have to like scroll. You can type it in. No, like, I didn't know which one I wanted, and sure. then when I came across those, I was like, I need them. <laughs> I need them. And let's just say it was about eighty percent of my bank account. No, <laughs> and I said I need them, and I will say the greatest purchase I've ever made. To this day? Any day that I'm having a bad day or I'm not feeling great, I throw on those slippers and I see Rick on the left, Morty on the right. It's hard to be in a bad mood. I just see them flopping around. They're huge. They're like, it's their full face on them. And what? Okay. It's like I, their, I thought this was just like a slipper with that. No, it's just uh, like a whole it's like their cartoon head. head. It's like a cartoon the, head that's, that's floppy. And it just makes me feel good every time I throw them on. And I'm like, okay, I'm in a better mood. So that's probably that secondary this one i'm not too proud of and it was recent and i and i even debate if it was still a good purchase but um i'm not a huge clubber goer outer but i decided for my 24th birthday that i was gonna be turn up it's turn up okay and i invited my friends and we got a table at a restaurant or not a restaurant at a club in dallas and at the time it sounded so cool it's like it's my birthday i'm gonna get a sign with my name on it it's gonna be such a great investment and i was just like as the night was going on i was like is this worth it is this worth it because <laughs> a lot of things you pay for sometimes up front like a plane ticket and then you get to reap the rewards throughout the trip this is something that as the night goes on you're not getting to reap any rewards like it's all happening and then you have to pay for it at the end which was Something that I kind of regret, but at the same time I don't because my friends all had a great time, and I'm a Ooh, big I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of my friends having a good sure, time, makes sure. me have a good time. Okay, all right. Everyone's stories about it. Let's just say I wasn't. My eyes weren't awake when I was signing the check. 
<laughs> okay, very good. Uh, in, in the effort of not self-incriminating, we will continue. Yes. Uh, obviously, this is uh, brought up by a souvenir cup at AT&T Stadium with a little, uh, little cute little hat on top of it. Yes. Real dumb, but did not be was not regretted at all. What was the dumb purchase that you had that you did not regret at all on the Twitch chat? Uh, Swaggy Booty says horsehead mask. Me too. I I, I bought that. one in college. And I got it like from dude, like some dude. Like yeah. it was just like, yo, you got that? Hey, let me have that. All right. And I, it probably it wasn't like it was just like probably like twenty dollars or something. But again, college probably didn't even have that twenty dollars. Yep. Um, I still have that horse head mask to this day, at least a decade later. Later, I don't think that I've used that horse head mask fifteen times. Yep. But every time I do, hilarious. Hilarious. Man. It's so stupid. I look it. It, it doesn't do anything. No. Do I feel comfortable wearing it? Not really. Can't really breathe but all that But it's cool well. to have. But it just makes me laugh every once in a while when I can just walk out of, out of nowhere and have a horse head mask and people are just like, why? I have a marshmallow mask. Like, you know, the DJ marshmallow? Yeah. I have one of those that I bought for a Halloween a couple years ago. And I'm like, when I'm clearing out the closet, I'm like, I should throw this away. I should throw this away. But I'm like, ah, but it is kind of like cool to like have a marshmallow head. So I keep it. But yeah. um, it's not worth it at all. There you go. It happens. Um, here we go. Let's see. Elsewhere on the truckwreck.com text line, apparently y'all are all in on this from the 469 Bob Ross underwear. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm not educated in that. You, are you familiar with Bob Ross? I'm okay, educated well, with Bob Ross, look, but not I know the that underwear. There's some things that, yeah, I didn't know that there was, I didn't know that they licensed underwear, man. I didn't know that. Like, my, man, my, my boy passed and they were like, we going to get all this is money. Is it just underwear with his face on I'm it? I'm guessing. I'm hoping. It's a little awkward. I, yeah. Interactive underwear feel weird. Like, it was happy little accidents is not exactly what I want to think about yeah. when um wearing underwear. Uh, From the 318, all black Jordan 11s that hurt my feet. Now, that's a good one. That's a good one because you you know it's dumb almost when you're buying it because usually <laughs> it's not your first pair. But then but then to find out that they hurt right yes. not, like they said 11s I like I you could go with ones at a per, at a certain time like they've made ones more comfortable yeah. now but like there was a point where you could buy ones and I was like why are you doing that you know they're gonna hurt but mm-hmm. they said you know what just give it to the his son when his feet grow so look now it's heirloom see that's what you did that's what you that's you don't regret it one bit from the three two five I feel you on this they said my thousand dollar golf clubs. I'm terrible and I can only play once a year, but I have a blast when I go. See, I definitely didn't pay a thousand for my golf clubs, but I I guarantee I haven't played. I, there's no way I've played 20 rounds of golf with these. I I also I have a bunch of books, and it's not ones I read. I wish I could say it was ones I read. They're more like show coffee table books. Look, if man, you will. we and everybody who has books, they don't read all of them. Yeah, and they're expensive books. Like seventy dollars is the cheapest coffee table book I have. So. I don't regret it, but it's definitely like a dumb purchase thinking back like, oh, I spent two, three hundred dollars on books that just sit on my coffee table. But they look cool. So look, that's the core at that. The core. It makes me feel good. That's right. Uh, From the two and four, a luxury watch for eight thousand (sighs) dollars. Big baller in the chat. Big baller in the chat. I see you Uh, from the six, eight, two air fryer, because Reggie accurately pointed out that it's just a rehash of a convection oven. Look, man, I think look, I don't even know why you would say that's a dumb decision. That's just pure smart. Air fryers, air fryers change the way that you operate. In, in a good way. They took over. That was everybody's That's Christmas right. list That's was right. an air fryer. You couldn't not get an air fryer for Christmas. Incredible PR done yes. by the air fryer people. Uh, someone said, let's see, uh, Dyson vacuum. Someone said, I bought a bidet. And let me tell you, no regrets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I don't think that that's a dumb decision at all. Maybe I'm biased, but I'll, uh, from the 214, another, another uh, appliance, they said a fancy blender. What does the fancy blender do? 
This is just like blend real fast. I'm very intrigued. Please, please send in more. Uh, stuff. I've got, I've gotten caught by that. I had the Ninja Blender and the Magic Bullet, and I did not you see a difference. You got both of them. I've had both at different times. Okay, I was like, well, we got to try these all and, out. Let's and buy. I haven't like, seen. I haven't seen a difference. Let me find out that you're just the you're you're who who QVC no. uh, markets to. Let me find that out. I I don't really understand the difference. I will say if you get like a real cheap one, you notice it, but. The mid-range to the high-range, there's not much of a difference. Mm-hmm. It's okay. just all PR, just buying the name brand. There you go. Chef Blake letting you know. You don't need to do all that. From the 808, they said that club table, you think it's an investment. Was that how it went? You thought it was going to be? I, I, no, you th- I, you I thought I, you was going to come up off it? That smile <laughs> got real big. Let me tell you, that smile got real big. I thought I thought the uh, social aspect there you go. was going to pay dividends uh-huh. for the monetary That's aspect. Right. And then about halfway through the night, I said, wow, I could have just spent about $10 and had the same amount of fun. But my friends all enjoyed it and they got a Keep great story that, out of it. Keep so telling yourself that. That's what I had to do to make sure it was worth <laughs> it the sounds like, It sounds like you regret it a little bit. Maybe not uh, one. Yeah. Uh, from the 972, they said a premium service for dating apps. Oh. Definitely dumb, but I use it a lot when I'm bored. Huh. There you go. Pass the time. Okay. Insurance is the biggest scam thought of that don't do that it's the biggest scam. don't do that in the entire world you pay for something and then the moment you stop paying for it an accident happens and then you're paying for something just to stay protected to end up having to pay for it anyways because your deductible is not enough (sighs) sorry maybe it's because i don't got good insurance maybe when i get like 50 i'll have that good that good good but i don't got it right now They, they they be screwing us young people especially on the cars Sports cars? Oh my God! Yeah, see, the reason why I said don't do that is not because you're wrong, just because look, it doesn't do nothing. We gotta, you gotta have this insurance, bro. That's just how it goes, unfortunately. Riding dirty. Okay, I kind of dislike you, six eight two. They said fart spray. That stuff is toxic. I hate fart spray. Have you ever seen like or smelled fart spray? I personally haven't endured it. I have played the jelly bean game with the little bean boozled. Oh, yes. And I've, I've tasted never done it that because and it's I don't terrible. Do, I don't do recreational sadness or recreational uh, anger. And yeah. I'm not, why am I paying to have this bad experience? I'm yep. not doing that. Uh, from the 214, they said my 2001 BMW 330Ci. Oh, yeah, you had a good time. I bet you could, you could list off all the specs on that the, car right now. Yeah. You uh, could throw in any car and honestly say that because every time you buy it, you're like, is it worth it? Yeah, but th- here's the thing that's different, right? The idea that like if you if you can list off the specs of your car, I know that you're in that place where you're like this this does something for me, yep. right? Like this this makes me happy. And yep. I guess in that instance, look, especially the BMWs where don't let that thing break down or need some maintenance where it's running your pockets, it definitely needs to be something where you're like I feel good when I'm driving it, right? Mm-hmm. I need that I need that machine to make me feel. Good. I mean, that's how I feel in my car. I mean, you've seen it. It's a gas guzzler. Is it? I, I mean, I've seen it, but I didn't know. Is, is it gas, really? Gas guzzler. It's a V8. <laughs> so driving to work is not fun, and maintenance is not fun, and rainy roads is not fun. But boy, I tell you, when it's a sunny day outside, there's no better feeling than being out on the open road with a V8. So Before before we go on this one, uh, some of y'all making me feel like a real broke boy from the 214. $1,800 pair of Christian Louboutin shoes. Oh. Oh, shout out oh. Cool from Dallas. You got it. You you live in right apparently. Meet me after the studio. We need to we need to go hang out. Whoever got the Louboutins. Don't meet the- him because apparently he's trying to rob you. <laughs> no, nobody's like, oh, you got real nice shoes. Let's hang out. And means any. We can be friends. They don't mean you any any well. Like they they mean you very bad. And they yeah, don't do that. Cool. Don't meet up. I'm with the least man. intimidating person you know. Those we'll, are the ones you got to worry about. We'll be friends. We'll just hang out. You know, give me some credit card info. <laughs> we'll be just, straight. I don't know. Just need you know. 
Final Four of your security of your social security. That's the major. I mother's, did that with all my friends. Mother's maiden name. You know, it's all good. Uh, oh. It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, your Cowboys get a win against the Seattle Seahawks. But did this game do anything for the only beats bad teams allegations? We'll discuss next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 